The Catholic Morning Show on Iowa Catholic Radio. With John Leonetti. That broadcast school has really paid off. Matt Wilcom. Mark Amadeo. Good morning. And Deacon Tony Valdez. Good morning to one and all, and welcome to the Catholic Morning Show here on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network. I'm Deacon Mark Campbell filling in for John Leonetti this morning. Thank you so much for choosing to join us, whether you're listening on the Iowa Catholic Radio app, on the uh, radio, or at iowacatholicradio.com. We've got a show today that uh, will still be full of John, even though he's absent. We've got some best of interviews that he has uh, done over the por- uh, course of the last couple of months. The first one in the uh, in the first half hour will be Rachel Bowman. She is a a wife and mother of six children. She has a book, Becoming Wife, Saying Yes to More Than the Dress. Uh, she is going to talk about the vocation of marriage, and I think looking at the life of uh, the Blessed Virgin Mary, as well as uh, other saints in, in the history of the church, and how, uh, a, as a woman, you are able to, uh, to, to fulfill your um, uh, vocation and respond to that call. That, uh, as we all know, it, whatever your vocation or state in life is, it's, it's, we, we can look towards uh, those who have gone before us and those with experience to help us grow in virtue and holiness. In the second half hour, we'll have an interview with Steve Ray, and you could never have too much Steve Ray. Well, maybe you could, but, but uh, I don't think uh, you're going to want to miss this interview because I think really in light of, especially as we've, uh, you know, again, kind of recapped the fair a little bit last week, we had a number of our, uh, our Protestant brothers and sisters approach us with uh, challenges and questions about the Catholic faith. And when you hear somebody like Steve Ray, who is such a powerful convert, and so meaningful to uh, to many of us in, in our own faith development, you know, he really provides uh, for us in these conversations the, um, uh, you know, the Protestant perspective, because uh, as a Baptist, you know, he, he had to, uh, um, you know, find his way to the Catholic faith through a lot of study and, and growth and understanding, and obviously through the power of the Holy Spirit. So we have those two great interviews that John did. We'll have... Uh, news and sports and weather and the saint of the day. And before we go further, let's go now to Deacon Tony with our morning offering. God, our Father, we offer you our day. We offer you all our thoughts, words, joys and sufferings in union with the heart of Jesus. Holy Spirit, be our guide and strength today so that we may witness to your love. Mary, Mother of Jesus in the church, pray for us. St. Joseph, her most chaste spouse, Protect us. Amen. Amen. Let's go to Matt now with your news. Thank you, Deacon Mark. News brought to you this morning by the Society of St. Vincent de Paul, working to end poverty through systemic change. Learn more at svdpdsm.org. Good morning. I'm Matt Wilcom. Former U.S. President Donald Trump plans to surrender on Thursday in Atlanta in connection with his indictment in Georgia on charges he sought to overturn his 2020 election loss in the state. On social media Monday, Trump described the indictment as a politically motivated effort to derail his re-election campaign. The Georgia case marked Trump's fourth indictment. In Georgia, the former president will face a $200,000 bond and orders not to send threatening social media messages as he awaits trial. The U.S. Department of State over the weekend announced visa restrictions against dozens of Nicaraguan officials amid broad civil liberties violations from the country's government, including the seizure of a Jesuit university in the country's capital city. 
That seizure left nearly 10,000 students without access to education and drew international rebuke. The State Department said on Saturday it was taking additional actions against dictator Daniel Ortega's relentless attacks on civil liberties, also noting the capture of Bishop Rolando Alvarez, whom the department said was among the courageous individuals in Nicaragua who support a free civil society. The numbers are in. The Iowa State Fair attendance soared over 1.1 million in 2023, making it the second biggest fair in its 169-year history. Iowa State Fair officials said that 1,133,938 passed through the gates, to be exact, in 2023, up more than 15,000 fairgoers from 2022. This year, more than 112,000 fairgoers attended concerts. The largest contemporary Christian concert in fair history took place on the first night of the fair when 9,294 attendees watched for King and Country. And now for your scoreboard update with Mark Amadeo. In sports on your Tuesday morning, yesterday's Major League Baseball scoreboard, some of the Midwest teams that were in action on Monday. The Chicago Cubs open up a three-game series at Detroit. Last night in interleague play, the Cubs defeated the Detroit Tigers by the score of 7-6 to six to move within two and a half games behind first place Milwaukee. In National League play yesterday, the Pittsburgh Pirates defeated the St. Louis Cardinals 11-1 in Pittsburgh, and Milwaukee had the day off. They will open up interleague play with a two-game series tonight in Milwaukee against the Minnesota Twins. In the American League yesterday, the Seattle Mariners defeated the Chicago White Sox by the score of 14-2 in Chicago. And in the late game last night, the Oakland A's got a walk-off two-run homer in the bottom of the ninth to defeat the Kansas City Royals by the score of 6-4 in Oakland. Triple-A baseball, the Iowa Cubs had the day off on Monday. Tonight, the Iowa Cubs open up a 12-game road trip at Indianapolis and at Toledo. High Cubs are tied for first place in the International National League's Western Division. Iowa Cubs at Indianapolis tonight, the AAA affiliate of the Pittsburgh Pirates, with first pitch at 6 o'clock in Indianapolis, Indiana. And last night, NFL preseason Monday night football, the end of week number two in the preseason, and it was the Washington Commanders snapping a 24-game winning streak in the preseason by the Baltimore Ravens. The Commanders defeated the Ravens 29-28 in Landover, Maryland. Washington kicked a 49-yard field goal with nine seconds left to snap the Ravens' winning streak. And we are four days away from our 47th year of broadcasting Dowling Catholic High School football on Iowa Catholic Radio. Our season begins this Saturday, August 26th. Dowling Catholic on the road at Cedar Rapids Kennedy. Pre-game at 5.30 Saturday night with kickoff at 6.15 from Kingston Stadium in Cedar Rapids in a Class 5A district football matchup. Both teams are preseason ranked in the top 10. Join Matt Mandring, John Scheidel, and me all season along for Dowling Catholic High School football on most of these Iowa Catholic Radio Network stations. And with your Tuesday morning sports update on the Catholic Morning Show, I'm Mark Amadeo. Thank you, Mark. And finally, today's fun fact. I'm, I'm really looking for this year. You, the way you looked at me when you said here it comes. I know. I can't wait for this fun fact. I'm on the edge of my seat. Yeah. I, we're, when you're talking about the Anglo-Saxons. Oh, okay. I yeah. mean, that's just... As we were talking about So them. exciting. <laughs> <laughs> but they, they called the month of August Weod Month. I don't know how 
Weod. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly, but W-E-O-D. That is the first time I've ever heard you utter those words. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it correctly. Yeah. The wordsmith that you are. Well. Weod month. Tell us more. I didn't live back 1,500 years ago, so I don't know exactly how they pronounced it in the old English. It's not in your your ancestry or history of your family? No. Yeah. All right. Not not exactly. Weod month. Weod month because it's a... Month when weeds and other plants grow rapidly. I experienced this a couple of days ago when I was mowing my lawn, trying to pull out these weeds, and they yeah. they're just, it wasn't happening. I, it doesn't matter how, how hot it gets. And then I screamed out at the top of my lungs, Oh, where are the months? <laughs> <laughs> and I, I felt was, very Anglo-Saxon. I thought it was, Where do you, do, you still grow in my... <laughs> Yard, despite no water. <laughs> Why well, I did not uh, treat the lawn before this. Well, I, maybe that's how it came. That, that reminds me of like those uh, you know Catholic minutes that uh, we sometimes broadcast, where they have these silly, these these interesting little takes on the stories that uh, uh, they say may or may not be true. But yeah, Catholic innovation. Those well, are, maybe I need Anglo-Saxon to, innovation. I need to come up with some Catholic innovation, maybe to get rid of these weeds. Yeah. Well, it's uh, in an eco-friendly manner. But I, I, I think it's it, yeah. it's good. Uh, it, it can. I've seen some friends of ours uh, use it as, as punishment for their children when they misbehave. That's a very Catholic so, idea. Yeah, send, send the kids <laughs> out to the yard and, and, a, and a tiny spade and and remove the weeds. Duly noted. Yeah. Well. Parenting tips right here on the Catholic Morning Show, folks. <laughs> uh, you just never know what you're going to get when you tune in. You're going to get fun facts about the words that Matt may or may not be able to pronounce. Uh, and then, I guess in definitions or uh, in interpretations of what they may or may not mean, as well as parenting tips. And then when your kids complain, what do you as a good Catholic parent say? <laughs> Offer it up. Offer it up. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Well, Matt, we got a lot of, uh, as we transition out of the Iowa State Fair, you gave those attendance numbers, and we, uh, uh, we contributed a, a, fair, a, a, few, uh, a few tallies to the sheets as, uh, you know, just because we have, uh, uh, you know, every time we go in and out, that's, that's uh, the, it gets marked up as a, as a day for a, a, an attendee. I shouldn't say every time, but each day that we go in and out, we get marked up as an attendee. So it's exciting that there was a, we had beautiful weather, so I'm not surprised by the numbers. Uh, and I think had it been not quite so warm Saturday, Sunday, we might they might have been able to uh, tip the scale. But I know well, Sunday's attendance took a took a hit because of the heat. I, I was surprised when I saw the numbers that it was only fifteen thousand less. Yeah, because it f- it felt less, even less than that. That that Sunday was just slower. Maybe it was just like everybody just, was just so lethargic because of the heat. Yeah, and I, and I think you saw a lot of people come out late in the day for mm-hmm. uh, uh we hit, there was Kane on the free stage right out in front of the Iowa Catholic Radio booth and and of course the grandstand had uh, over 12,000 uh fans in in in, in attendance for that. So, uh we ran out of Pope fans. You know, it's uh and that's on me. We had another box still in storage, but I thought uh, going into that last day we had we had we had a box box left and i thought that was going to carry us through but alas one of, one of the uh, one of the minor things for next year we'll make sure we do not well i mean we there are more pope fans out there than what we thought and so we need to bring out more pope fans and they're still available folks <laughs> if you'd like a pope fan uh get a hold of matt at iowacatholicradio.com and <laughs> and he, he'll get you set up but we've got a number uh, a number of uh other events that are coming up so we'll be able to talk about things more than just the the state fair of course we've got Coming up, uh, the men's 
uh, Iowa Catholic Radio Men's Stag. Now, this is one that we don't really advertise a whole lot because it, it nearly sells out on its own, just word of mouth. You can uh, Tables are available for, for that event. The, it'll be at the Stonehaven Barn September 6th uh, from 5 to 9 p.m. It's a uh, silent auction, live auction. There is pork chops and drinks and cigars if you're uh, so, uh, so inclined. But uh, if you'd like to get more information about that, if you're interested in buying a table for that event, again, you can reach out to me, Deacon Mark at iowacatholicradio.com, bell at iowacatholicradio.com, and we will try to get you, uh, get you that information. And it'd be great to have uh, a, group of, uh, you know, a group of you and your friends join us at that event. Uh, also, uh, before then, I want to highlight a, a concert coming up at the Jasper Winery, Mary's Meals Fundraiser, that uh, will fe- feature Phoenix Mendoza. Uh, Nashville artist, as well as Mike Moody and the Outlaws. They were uh, they, they put on a great show last August down at the Jasper Winery. That event this year is on August 31st with the uh, show starting at 6. So put that on your calendar and be sure to join us. Coming up in October, Joe Heschmeyer will be at, uh, we heard, heard a little uh, promo for that earlier. And that was, uh, uh, Joe, if you're not familiar, Joe Heschmeyer, he's a Catholic Answers apologist, and he'll be here on Thursday, October 19th at St. Joseph in Winterset, Iowa, for a uh, for a presentation. Do you, do you remember what time that event starts, Matt? Yeah, the talk will be at 6.30, and then our Eucharistic Miracles of the World banner display will be there at St. Joseph at that same time. And the folks, the good, good folks at St. Joseph's are talking about maybe hosting a little bit of a reception after the talk as you peruse the banner display. That sounds wonderful. Uh, November 11th, save the date. We'll be uh, providing more information very soon. But uh, Jeanette Williams from the uh, Women of Grace show is going to be here for a women's conference or a women's event on November 11th. Uh, so you want to put that uh, on your calendar as well. And then finally, it's uh, despite the heat, it's not too soon to start thinking about our dinner in December event because we're going to have Dr. David Anders from Call to Communion here uh, for that event. Uh, the evening will actually start with Mass. The, uh, it's December 8th. Uh, the event itself will be at the Embassy, Embassy Suites in downtown Des Moines. But the uh, St. Ambrose Cathedral is going to host Mass at 5 o'clock for those who want to uh, go to Mass for the Holy Day, then come over for a cocktail hour from 6 to 7, dinner at 7, and the program at 8. All these events can be seen at the iowacatholicradio.com website. Go to the events page and uh, see more information and register uh, and I, one more event before we, we take a uh, uh, move into the next segment is going to be that tomorrow night, or no, it's tonight, it's Tuesday already, a core night down at the Tea Room for all men of the di- uh, diocese, a, a night of, of fellowship and faith formation at the Tea Room. Again, go to iowacatholicradio.com for more in- information. Coming up, a best of interview that John had with Rachel Bowman, author of the book, Becoming Wife exploring what it means as a woman to fulfill the vocation and saying yes to more than just the dress. Are you purposely staying away from the weather? Yes, because it's hot and everybody knows. Ah. (laughs) We'll we'll catch him up on the weather at the next next break, uh, or at the next, uh, next, at the half hour part of the show. 
So we'll go to take a quick break. Come right back. You're listening to the Catholic Morning Show on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network. You're listening to the Catholic Morning Show on Iowa Catholic Radio. This is Dr. David Anders, host of Called to Communion. Join me on Friday, December the 8th at the Embassy Suites for Iowa Catholic Radio's annual dinner in December. Register now at iowacatholicradio.com, and I'll look forward to seeing you in downtown Des Moines. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by the Sarah Vocations Ministry. Sarah is an apostolate dedicated to the support of new and existing vocations to the priesthood and consecrated life. Learn more at joinsarah.org, joinserra.org. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from independent realtor Chris Foster. Chris has served clients with everything real estate throughout Iowa since 2019. 641-891-8178 or online at the number 4 saleia.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Construction Professionals. Construction Professionals does remodeling and new construction. Construction Professionals is a Catholic family business built on a strong foundation. cpcustomhomes.com. Thank you Construction Professionals for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio. Thank you to our business partner, Big Red Q Quick Print. Family owned and operated since 1980, Big Red Q Quick Print is a full-service print shop ready to help you with all your printing needs with speed and accuracy. BigRedQ-DesMoines.com. BigRedQ-DesMoines.com. Iowa Catholic Radio would like to thank our business partner, Dino Storage, 2725 2nd Avenue in Des Moines, offering monthly rentals, indoor climate-controlled storage, and package delivery to your unit. Learn more at DinoStorage.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio provided by Farm Bureau agent Cindy Schulte, an authorized independent agent for Walmart Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Iowa, an independent licensee of the Blue Cross Blue Shield Association. Learn more at 515-226-2111 or CindySchulte.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio provided by Divine Treasures, a Catholic book and gift store serving the Des Moines community since 1992. Divine Treasures, 5701 Hickman Road, Des Moines, 515-255-5230. Thank you, Divine Treasures, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. The Catholic Morning Show on Iowa Catholic Radio. Good morning and welcome back. Deacon Mark Campbell sitting in for John Leonetti this morning. And we're going to go real quickly. It's uh well, we may not have time for the full interview, but we're going to see, see what if we can squeeze it in here because it's a, a great conversation that John had with Rachel Bullman, a mother uh, and, and wife and author, and her book, Becoming Wife, Exploring What It Means for a Woman to Fulfill uh, Her Vocation. We'll go to that now. He's the author of the new book, Becoming Wife, Saying Yes to More Than the Dress, Rachel Bullman, back on the show. Hi, Rachel. Good morning, John. How are you? I'm I'm great. It's been way too long. You, you, I've always said it you're has. one of my you're one of my favorite guests. You're great. Oh, thank you so much. I love your writing. What have you I been up it. to? So, I mean, you're still with Word on Fire, still doing some stuff there. I am. I am still doing some stuff there. So it's it's been good. Just raising, trying to raise some saints over here. Nice, <laughs> nice. What what are we up to now for kids? We are up to six. Nice. So I, I, we we doubled up with the last one. So oh, really? Twins? Two, yeah. <laughs> nice. That's awesome. So, I mean, what, so yeah. are, are we still writing? Uh, what else are you doing? Uh, writing right now, I'm actually up at Steubenville at the Hildebrand Project, the philosophy seminar, and doing some writing and doing some speaking. So just keeping myself busy, like like in my spare time, I guess, while yeah. we're while we're raising some kids. I yeah, was going to so say, they love exactly. it, and it's been great. That's awesome. Um, this this book, Becoming Wife, saying yes to more than the dress. Uh, wh- where did this Where did this come from? 
You know, whenever we were, my husband was actually ordained to the diaconate about, he's now a year into it. So June 11th of 2023. And during that formation, which in our diocese was six years, I was sitting there thinking about, you know, we, they were encouraging all the wives, you know, strongly encouraged to come to all of the formation weekends. So Mm -hmm. it's once a weekend, once a month for a weekend for six years. And, and through that, you know, I was kind of wrestling with, this, the identity of being a wife, this vocation, this Christian state of life. And so I go out, I go to Google, and I'm like, I'd really love to read some books on being a Catholic wife. Um, and there really wasn't a lot out there, not, not for just, just a wife that's trying to find her way, you know, not a wife that, that, that is a keen to philosophy and theology. There's some stuff out there from um, Cardinal Scola, of course, John Paul II talks about it. You have other philosophers that also talk about it, like Dietrich von Hildebrand and his wife Alice. And but as I kept reading, I was like, gosh, I'd really like to find something that that anyone could read, you know, that has that has some time to sit down with a cup of coffee and and spend some time exploring what it means to be a spouse. And so I started really praying with it and writing things out. And then this book was, was born of that, was born of the Akina formation, was born of my, my own marriage and my own journey. And hopefully it'll help everyone to kind of reframe their, their understanding of what it is to be a wife, what it is to be a spouse, and, and know that this is a forever kind of thing with a forever kind of commitment and journey. Can I throw you off a little bit here? Sure. You ready? What, what does it mean to be a husband? Oh, man, that's a good question. Throwing you, know, you off here the, so early funny. this morning, Rachel. Well, you know, I like it. I like starting off with being thrown off. Yeah. But, um, yeah. it, it, uh, in the opening of the book, in, in the, the introduction, I, I said to my kids, you know, we have three girls, three boys. And I said, I don't know what your vocation is going to be, but I hope that you're going to find something in this book that helps you along that vocation. So I still think that there are some, there's some thoughts in here, even for, for men, for yeah. women in religious life. Actually, one of my very good friends um, is, a, is a sister, and she, uh, Sister Josephine, and we were talking, and she's like, Rachel, this whole, this whole notion of becoming wife, I picked it up thinking like, oh, I'm just going to read this and not get a whole lot out of it. But she said, but I'm looking at, at there was one chapter on, on betrothal and how we're all the entire body of Christ is betrothed to the bride, the bridegroom, to Christ. Oh. And she's like, and I was just sitting here thinking, this is me. Like, this is my life. So there is something there for all of us because we are all engaged to be married in that sure. way. Sure. I mean, this is this is it. Right. I mean, and and I, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm still learning. So, I mean, you know, that's a, <laughs> as, a, yeah, as a right. husband. Um, but, you know, I, I, I want to I, more than anything, I want to be a protector and I want to I want to help my family to become saints. And I know that's a shared thing for both my wife and I. Right. I mean, you said it right at the beginning of this uh, to be to be a I, I feel like that. I don't know. You're, you're the pro here. But to be a spouse is to do everything you can to get your your spouse to heaven. Right. Amen. Mm-hmm. And your kids along yeah. the way. Exactly. And I mean, it, it's so interesting because I one of the things that I say is that as you're as you're loving your spouse and they're loving you, you're, you're healing on the way to heaven. And so I think that the more and more that there's this, this kind of surplus of love that you have, you're healing and your healing is, is helping you in this journey towards sainthood. Mm. And so it, it then becomes an evangelization because everybody sees this healing that's occurring. And your, your sacrament of marriage then becomes a light of Christ for the world. You know, I'm sure you guys have seen that in your own marriage, that when people see you and how you love each other, they're reminded of the love of Christ. 
And it's just such a beautiful call and something for us to all think deeply about what it means to be married, what it means to be a spouse, and what we do for the church and the world. So how do you get out of the rut for those that are uh, preparing for marriage that I, I think is, is all too familiar for us today that, that you know, there, there seems to be a little more preparation for the wedding, right, than, than the right. marriage. And, and that's, oh, right. I, I just, my heart hurts when I see that. It does. And I think that, I mean, that's the, honestly, it's, it's a, it's a tool to distract us. And we see it all throughout the spiritual life. You have this one thing that is really directed interiorly to you, for you to be able to reclaim that, that original solitude that we have with Christ, with God. And then there's all these distractions. So, you know, do that task out there, things pulling your heart in all of these various ways. And I would say for couple that's preparing for marriage and you're you're being consumed by what color and who's on the guest list and who's going to sit where please make sure that you take some time probably once a week especially during the throes of all of it to spend time with your soon-to-be spouse and not talk about the wedding Mm. because this is preparation for forever and when you're done talking about the wedding what are you going to talk about And so there really needs to be an interior freedom to just be with your spouse, to be at a place where you're not consumed by the tasks. I mean, John, we both know it in our own marriages, right? So many years, there are times when you're sitting at the dinner table and you're like, gosh, I feel like I've actually not talked to you. We've only talked about all the things we have to do. And so being able to really take that time for it to not be task-oriented, but for it to be you and me oriented. Hmm. How are you? How am I? And to really be able to dive into those conversations that's good practice for forever. You, you talk about the Blessed Mother in here, and you kind of go through her life a little bit. Yes, yes. One of the one of the things that happened on our way to diaconate formation, I was praying the rosary, and I, I, I just walked into the wedding at Cana, you know, just in the signation way, yeah. and was imagining her telling them, you know, do whatever he tells you, and that there was this moment of, of oh my goodness, like a, a bittersweet moment. Like I know what my husband, oh, I know what my son is called to do, but I also know that I love him so much. But I know that I've loved him because this is what his life is supposed to be. And so I know that that's the way that we feel together in marriage too. That there are moments when, when our husbands are going to be called to do something. And it's a bittersweet thing because the way that I've loved him has also allowed this reality to happen and the way that he loves me, too. So it's just this constant knowing that that we love our spouses in order to give them to God. And so the Blessed Mother is a perfect example of that, that this reception and this giving of love is really just to allow the other to become who they're meant to be. None of it is for me other than the love and the grace that God has given me through my spouse. But it's really all for God. And so it's just such a beautiful way to look to her as the archetype of what it is to then allow something to to grow in in the womb of your heart and to then be for the world. And I hope that we would do that for our spouse. You also talk about uh, St. John Paul II, St. Teresa Benedict of the Cross in here. I mean, you're you're going some heavy hitters. Yeah, you know, I they were they were haunting me and following me because I would sit here and think about, oh gosh, no one's ever going to read a book like this. And then John Paul II would talk about holiness as a call and a task. Mm. And then uh, Teresa, I'm, I'm reading Saint Teresa Benedict at the Cross, Eva Stein, and and she's talking about the fact that we are being and but we are also becoming, that we are stagnant but we are also dynamic. And I'm thinking, gosh, there's so much about this that is calling me to continue to write. And so they were great friends to me as I was writing this book. And, and I think that all good evangelizers will always introduce you to the, to the people they've met along the way. 
And so they have been great, great conversationalists with me in their writings and the things that were happening in my own heart. And that's really what it comes down to is that being a wife is something that you are. Being a husband is something that you are. But every day that you learn to be more and more for yourself, for your children, for for the church and, and what God has entrusted to you, the more you become those things, the more you become wife, the more you become spouse, become husband. And I really hope that uh, they'll enjoy getting to know John Paul II and eat a stag with me along the way, too. So give us, um, before we go here, give us a practical kind of, uh, uh, I don't know, I I know you're not a to-do list person with this book here, but I I, I like to-dos when it comes to, what, what do I need to do? Why, I take take my wife on some dates? Like, how does this work? What do you, what do you recommend to really start this process of, of growing closer and holding this together? Sure. You know what my favorite thing to do is to find a space in your house that when you get home, you put your phone there. <laughs> Ooh. Um, yeah. I like that's a that. Big one. So you go home, you put your phone there, and you leave it there when you're with yourself and your children. Wow. Um, yeah. <laughs> So simple. I mean, it's so simple, but so difficult. It's so simple. It's yeah. so simple. And um, I actually have a setting on my phone to where when I am within five miles of my house, it automatically turns on this do not disturb. What? Yes. Really? I, I didn't even. It's crazy. And so people will call me and they're like, Rachel, I've tried to call you five times. It keeps going to voicemail or you don't answer me or you didn't see my text. And I'm like, oh, well, when I'm at home. Yeah, My phone turns on this do not disturb thing. I'm so sorry. But it really helps you to just realize that when you're there and you're with people, and especially the people that you've been entrusted with, to care for them. And you can't care for them if your eyes are somewhere else. Mm. And so it's something that I have to continue to remind myself and to grow in. But I think that that is the best thing to put at the top of the to-do list that you put things down that are drawing you into a digital world and accept the reality that's been given to you and those people that have been entrusted to you, especially your spouse. Well, you can hear the rest of that interview at iowacatholicradio.com, and you can, um, if, if, if there is some helpful information you want to share with your husband or with your wife or uh, somebody who is uh, maybe struggling in their vocation of marriage, uh, visit the iowacatholicradio.com podcast page, find the interview with Rachel Bowman, and uh, feel free to share that. Coming up next, we will have the uh, Gospel Reflection of the Day with Father Nick Smith. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, Amen, I say to you, it will be hard for one who is rich to enter the kingdom of heaven. Again, I say to you, it is easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than for one who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. When the disciples heard this, they were greatly astonished and said, Who then can be saved? Jesus looked at them and said, For men this is impossible, but for God all things are possible. Then Peter said to him in reply, We have given up everything and followed you. What will there be for us? Jesus said to them, Amen, I say to you, that you who have followed me in the new age, when the Son of Man is seated on his throne of glory, will yourselves sit on twelve thrones, judging the tribes of Israel. And everyone who has given up houses or brothers or sisters, or father or mother, or children or lands, for the sake of my name, will receive a hundred times more, and will inherit eternal life. But many who are first will be last, and the last will be first. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. 
Hi, this is Father Nick Smith, parochial vicar of Christ the King Parish in Des Moines. It's so easy for us to begin counting the cost when it comes to serving the Lord. This is going to cost me, we can think, when we feel that the Lord is calling us to to do this or that or follow this path in our vocation. It can seem to cost a lot. And yet the Lord asks for our generosity and he promises for his part to repay us a hundredfold, a hundredfold. Think what would have happened if Mary or St. Joseph would have counted the cost when they received their call to be the mother and the foster father of Jesus. How much different the Holy Family may have looked. Let's ask for their intercession this day that we might be generous and never count the cost when it comes to serving the Lord. May God bless you and let us continue praying for each other. Iowa Catholic Radio would like to thank our business partner, Edible Arrangements, for their support, offering fruit bouquets and gourmet dip chocolate treats. On the go or have it delivered for that special occasion, ediblearrangements.com. Support for programming provided by Dr. David Ball at Des Moines Eye Surgeons, your total eye care specialist, specializing in cataracts and glaucoma care. Des Moines Eye Surgeons, 515-225-3546 or dmisurgeons.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Catholic Charities of the Diocese of Des Moines, where empowering individuals and strengthening families have been the cornerstone of care for a century. Services for neighbors in need include a food pantry, professional counseling, emergency family shelter, and refugee resettlement. At Catholic Charities, lives are transformed and you can be part of the mission. To learn more about how to help Catholic Charities fulfill Christ's promise of help and hope, visit catholiccharitiesdm.org. The Catholic Morning Show on Iowa Catholic Radio. Welcome back. It's Deacon Mark Campbell sitting in for John Lee John Leonetti this morning on the Catholic Morning Show. Coming up this half hour, we will have a best of interview John did with, uh, with Steve Ray, author and, and otherwise known as Jerusalem Jones. And I know we have a lot of uh, Iowa Catholic Radio listeners who are looking forward to their pilgrimage with him coming up in November. So we'll, uh, we'll have that interview at 745. Uh, we'll have news, sports. We will have weather. Uh, it, it, you know, since I denied you earlier, we, you know, I might even read the forecast twice. But uh, I, I think you can all f- figure out what it's going to be like. The, uh, we're kind of in a, in a little bit of a rinse and repeat cycle right now. But before we head into the rest of the show, let us uh, we'll ask Deacon Tony to give us our morning offering. God, our Father, we offer you our day. We offer you all our thoughts, words, joys, and sufferings in union with the heart of Jesus. Holy Spirit, be our guide and strength today so that we may witness to your love. Mary, Mother of Jesus, and the Church, pray for us. St. Joseph, her most chaste spouse, protect us. Amen. Amen. Let's go to Matt now with the news. Thank you, Deacon Mark. News brought to you this morning by the Society of St. Vincent de Paul, working to end poverty through systemic change. Learn more at svdpdsm.org. Good morning. I'm Matt Wilkham. The lineup is finally set. Now we have to wait and see what the candidates actually say. The Republican National Committee formally announced that eight GOP candidates will take this debate stage Wednesday, though the list did not include the current GOP frontrunner, Donald Trump. 
Trump's refusal to debate leaves the others to argue among themselves. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, former Vice President Mike Pence, businessman Vivek Ramaswamy, South Carolina Senator Tim Scott, former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley, North Dakota Governor Doug Burgum, former Arkansas Governor Asa Hutchinson, and former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie. The debate takes place in Milwaukee at 8 p.m. Central Time Wednesday. The U.S. Department of State over the weekend announced visa restrictions against dozens of Nicaraguan officials amid broad civil liberties violations from the country's government, including the seizure of a Jesuit university in the country's capital city. That seizure left nearly 10,000 students without access to education and drew international rebuke. The State Department said on Saturday it was taking additional actions against dictator Daniel Ortega's relentless attacks on civil liberties, also noting the capture of Bishop Rolando Alvarez, whom the department said was among the courageous individuals in Nicaragua who support a free civil society. Iowa State Fair attendance soared over 1.1 million in 2023, making it the second biggest fair in its 169-year history. Iowa State Fair officials said that 1,133,938 passed through the gates in 2023, up more than 15,000 fairgoers from 2022. This year, more than 112,000 fairgoers attended concerts. The largest contemporary Christian concert in fair history took place on the first night of the fair, when 9,294 attendees watched for King and Country. And now for your scoreboard update with Mark Amadeo. In sports on your Tuesday morning, yesterday's Major League Baseball scoreboard, some of the Midwest teams that were in action on Monday. The Chicago Cubs open up a three-game series at Detroit. Last night in interleague play, the Cubs defeated the Detroit Tigers by the score of 7-6 to six to move within two and a half games behind first place Milwaukee. In National League play yesterday, the Pittsburgh Pirates defeated the St. Louis Cardinals 11-1 in Pittsburgh, and Milwaukee had the day off. They will open up interleague play with a two-game series tonight in Milwaukee against the Minnesota Twins. In the American League yesterday, the Seattle Mariners defeated the Chicago White Sox by the score of 14-2 in Chicago. And in the late game last night, the Oakland A's got a walk-off two-run homer in the bottom of the ninth to defeat the Kansas City Royals by the score of 6-4 in Oakland. Triple-A baseball, the Iowa Cubs had the day off on Monday. Tonight, the Iowa Cubs open up a 12-game road trip at Indianapolis and at Toledo. High Cubs are tied for first place in the International National League's Western Division. Iowa Cubs at Indianapolis tonight, the AAA affiliate of the Pittsburgh Pirates, with first pitch at 6 o'clock in Indianapolis, Indiana. And last night, NFL preseason Monday night football, the end of week number two in the preseason, and it was the Washington Commanders snapping a 24-game winning streak in the preseason by the Baltimore Ravens. The Commanders defeated the Ravens 29-28 in Landover, Maryland. Washington kicked a 49-yard field goal with nine seconds left to snap the Ravens' winning streak. And we are four days away from our 47th year of broadcasting Dowling Catholic High School football on Iowa Catholic Radio. Our season begins this Saturday, August 26th. Dowling Catholic on the road at Cedar Rapids Kennedy. Pre-game at 5.30 Saturday night with kickoff at 6.15 from Kingston Stadium in Cedar Rapids in a Class 5A district football matchup. Both teams are preseason ranked in the top 10. Join Matt Mandring, John Scheidel, and me all season 
season long for Dowling Catholic High School football on most of these Iowa Catholic radio network stations. And with your Tuesday morning sports update on the Catholic Morning Show, I'm Mark Amadeo. Thank you, Mark. And finally, today's fun fact on August 22nd, National Be an Angel Day encourages good deeds and kindness to others. By supporting those in need and inspiring others to kindness, we display an act of an angel here on earth. The day also recognizes those who've been angels to us. Unfortunately, not entirely theologically correct, since angels don't have bodies, but you get the idea. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's about the, uh, the idea, right? The, right. The, the intention behind the... Uh, uh, yeah. To be an angel rather than... That's, that's a fun fact. Rather than a demon. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Well, we uh, tried to ignore the weather, weather earlier, but we can ignore it no longer because at some point we'll all have to step out into it. Far from angelic. Yes. Uh, the it, weather these days. It, it, well, it depends which, which kind of angel. Uh, so I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> save us from the fires of hell. That's right. A- excessive heat warning uh, today and uh, over the course of, I think, the next three days. I'm not sure. I don't even know if they put an expiration date on this excessive heat warning. But we will have uh, sunny skies today. It will be hot. High near 97. Heat index values as high as 108. Tonight, mostly clear. It's going to get all the way down to 79. Uh, and I'm saying that a little bit tongue in cheek. Uh, tomorrow, again, sunny and hot, high near 101 degrees with heat indexes at 110. It looks like we're uh, not really in for much relief until the weekend, Matt. So we'll uh, uh, just continue to, as the motto, motto has been, offer it up. Yeah, and hope our chiller here doesn't give out. Well, it's, yeah, and the, the uh, talked about it's, it's kind of a, a way of purgation, if you will. Right. And, uh, or just the flames, of the, the flames of the Holy Spirit is hot in central <laughs> Iowa. Uh, currently in Des Moines, 75 degrees, 72 in Ames, 74 in Oskaloosa, 76 down in Creston. Uh, weather today brought to you by, and don't blame them, but uh, it's almost like they, they want you to, uh, you could say they set up this forecast because I'm sure they're getting lots of calls. Golden Rule, plumbing, heating, cooling, and electrical, offering repairs, installations, maintenance for the whole house, including heating and cooling cooling systems, as well as all things plumbing and electrical. Learn more at goldenrulephc.com. That is your Iowa Catholic Radio forecast. Let's go now to our Saint of the Day. This is your Saint of the Day on Iowa Catholic Radio. Celebrate the Queenship of Mary. She is the patron saint of the Diocese of Des Moines, or this this day is a, uh, a feast day for our diocese. It was established in 1954, the, the feast itself, by Pope Pius XII. We see Mary's queenship uh, rooted in Scripture. At the Annunciation, Gabriel announced that Mary's son would receive the throne of David and rule forever. At the visitation, Elizabeth calls Mary the mother of my Lord. As in all the mysteries of Mary's life, she is closely associated with Jesus. Her queenship is a share in Jesus' kingship. And we also recall that in the Old Testament, the mother of the king has great influence in court. In the 4th century, St. Ephraim called Mary Lady and Queen. Later church fathers and doctors continued to use the title. Hymns of the 11th to 13th centuries addressed Mary as Queen, such as Hail Holy Queen and Hail Queen of Heaven. The Dominican Rosary and the Franciscan Crown, as well as numerous invocation in Mary's litany, celebrate her queenship. The feast is a theological follow-up to the Assumption and is now celebrated on the octave day of that feast. 
In his 1954 encyclical to the Queen of Heaven, Pius XII points out that Mary deserves the title because she is mother of God, because she is closely associated as the new Eve with Jesus' redemptive work, and because of her preeminent perfection and because of her intercessory power. So we ask today, Our Lady, Queen of the Universe, to pray for us. Coming up next, we'll have a best of interview John did with uh, the one and only Steve Ray. And again, uh, it, it's a great opportunity to learn how to defend our faith from the perspective of a, of a Catholic convert. So uh, stick around. It's 743. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Catholic Morning Show on Iowa Catholic Radio. Here's your news from the Diocese of Des Moines this Tuesday, August 22nd. I'm Anne Marie Cox. Bishop's celebration of Catholic schools is right around the corner. Join us this Saturday at St. Francis of Assisi Parish Hall. Need tickets? Contact the Diocesan Schools Office. Our parish catechetical leaders are kicking off the new school year with a day of professional development today. They're at St. John Parish in Adel. Save the date. The next Young Catholic Network gathering will be September 12th. Check out the story about how this young professional group got started. It's in the Catholic Mirror. Then make plans to join us on Tuesday, September 12th at the Catholic Pastoral Center. Networking begins at 6, followed by a feature speaker at 7. The speaker will be David Stark, CEO of Unity Point, and he'll be talking about how he lives his faith while at work. If you're planning a spring wedding, now is the time to schedule a marriage preparation course. We have several lined up this fall. Check out the diocesan website at dmdiocese.org and click on events to see the upcoming dates and contact information. That's your news from the Diocese of Des Moines. I'm Anne-Marie Cox. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by the Sarah Vocations Ministry, including the St. Sarah Club of Des Moines and the Sarah Club of Council Bluffs. Sarah is an apostolate of the Worldwide Catholic Church dedicated to fostering and supporting priesthood and religious vocations. Sarans strive to accomplish their mission through prayer, fellowship, and service to the bishop, priests, sisters, and all in religious formation, and in doing so to increase their own holiness. Learn more at joinsarah.org, join S-E-R-R-A.org. Thank you, Sarans, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. The St. Anthony Golf Outing is Friday, September 8th at Blank Golf Course in Des Moines. Foursome and sponsorship opportunities are available with 100% of the proceeds supporting St. Anthony's School and Parish. Visit iowacatholicradio.com. Thank you, St. Anthony's, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Thank you to our business partner, Big Red Q Quick Print. Family owned and operated since 1980, Big Red Q Quick Print is a full-service print shop ready to help you with all your printing needs with speed and accuracy. BigRedQ-DesMoines.com. BigRedQ-DesMoines.com. The Catholic Morning Show on Iowa Catholic Radio. Again, welcome back to the Catholic Morning Show. I'm Deacon Mark Campbell sitting in for John Leonetti. Uh, we're going to go right now to an interview John did, uh, I think it's just maybe not quite a month, maybe a little over a month ago, that he had with uh, author and apologist and convert Jerusalem Jones, uh, is, is how he's uh, often referred to. But this is uh, his interview with Steve Ray. Let's go to Steve Ray right now, Catholic convert, author, speaker, pilgrimage uh, leader. What does he not do, folks? Hello, Steve. Good morning, John. Always good to talk to you. I've been on a few times with other substitutes, but it's good to hear your voice again. Well, I appreciate it, brother. Uh, where are you at? You, you in the States? You in the Holy Land? Where are yes. you? I'm in the States. I'm recovering from both getting both my knees replaced. Woo! We're heading off to Poland on August 4th with two buses and then four trips to Israel the rest of this year. Wait a second. Did you do both knees at the same time? Yes. 
Oh, I've heard the pain. How many souls from purgatory yes. have been released? Do you know? Do you have the count? Yes. I have no idea, but I'll tell you, when I woke up from that, I had no idea what hit me. Oh, my goodness. I cannot imagine. I've heard. I've heard. Okay. Well, let's talk about the precious blood of Jesus Christ. First of all, why does the church celebrate a month, an entire month of blood? <laughs> you know, people, uh, when I was a, a Baptist, I used to think you Catholics are so morbid. Always you're talking about blood Isn't and body parts and relics and yeah. things. Yeah. <laughs> And, uh, you know, we as Baptists believe in the blood of Jesus. My favorite hymn when I was a boy, and my dad's too, is what can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. But we always felt that the Catholics took things too far. They always, you know, they always make it into devotions, and it's just, they go too far with things. But when I became a Catholic, I realized why, because we really take these things seriously. And imagine what one drop of God's blood is worth. God became a man. He didn't have a body. He p- takes on a physical body. He has a muscle in his chest that's pumping like ours. It pumps blood all around his body. And one drop of blood from God, just think of the value of that blood. And, you know, he shed his blood for us more than once, we think of on the cross. But on the eighth day after he was born, he shed blood at his circumcision. That was the first time he shed blood for us as a human. And then at Gethsemane, and then when he was whipped and beaten, and then he opened his veins, and all of the blood ran out on the cross. And so we say, what an amazing thing that God would come down from heaven, take on a human body because he loves us so much, and shed his blood for us. And what is the value of one drop of his blood? Therefore, we have a whole month where we meditate on it and think about it because there's nothing quite like this to wrap our minds around the incarnation and what he did for us. But why, why do we say blood? Why not his life? Why not? He, he shed his life. I mean, we say life, but why? I mean, it's really interesting to think about. Yes, because some people say, well, he died as our substitute, and that's all you need to mention. But, you know, because Jesus was Jewish, and the Jewish have a whole context. In the book of Leviticus, it says, for the life of the flesh is in the blood. Hmm. So the blood is the life that's in us. If you lose your blood, you die. It was always viewed that the blood running through your veins is what gave life to your body. And so it was the blood that had to be shed. He gave his blood, his life, for our life, in a sense. So imagine this. It says in in, uh, 1 Peter chapter 1, You were ransomed, not with perishable things such as silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Christ. And this is an age where they had slavery. You could go to the marketplace any day and buy a slave. You'd walk up and say, that's a strong young man. I need some work. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy him or this young lady here. And they would buy slaves with gold or silver. They'd ransom them. Jesus says, I came, I ransomed you, not with gold and silver. He walks up to the slave sale. And he says to the slave trader, I want that slave to be set free, and I'm going to spill all of my blood right here so mm. he can walk away free. This is what this is the context of that. It's the blood. The life is in the blood. So when he sheds his blood, he gives his life for us. And remember, at Passover, when the lamb was slain, and Jesus is our Passover lamb, it was the blood that was put on the door frame of the house. 
that caused the angel of death to pass over the Jewish people. So it was the blood that was there as a sign, and for us, it's the blood as well. Yeah, it, it was sacred, right? I mean, it was holy. It was it was seen as, um, as you said, the the life of of the yes. uh, of the person. So when Jesus says, you know, uh, take this all of you and drink from it. This is my blood. Again, this this was a a turning point, right? Eat my flesh, drink my blood. That he says, John six six six, and many of his, uh, you know, many of his friends turned away, disciples turned away to their former way of yeah. living. I mean, almost like, oh, I get that he's a healer. I get that he's a nice guy, a leader, or maybe a prophet. But he's saying blood. He's saying he's God, right? Yes. And that's the interesting thing, because as a Baptist, I said that I was washed with the blood of the Lamb, washed my sins away. But where is the blood for a Protestant? Well, it's 2,000 years ago, and it went down Calvary, and with the first rain, washed into the Dead Sea. But for us Catholics, we realize that the Eucharist and the crucifixion are one and the same sacrifice. So when we come to the altar on Sunday morning, and we receive the blood of Christ, we're actually participating in that very blood that was shed on the cross. They're one and the same. So I... I'd like to say to the Baptists now, we sing, what can wash away my sins? But that you have it only symbolically 2,000 years ago. But we Catholics, we still have the blood. You got a new book out. Yes. Thanks for mentioning it. It's yeah. called Genesis, a Bible study guide and commentary. And um, it's about 460 pages. It goes through the book of Genesis, kind of like a novel, but it brings out all the typology in the background. And it's really quite fun to read and uh, just came out last week. Man, you don't write short books. You know no, that? because the book of Genesis is the second longest book in the Bible, 50 chapters. The, the only book that's longer is Jeremiah. Genesis is the longest book, and so it can't be a short uh, synopsis. I wanted it to be very thorough, bring out all the background material, the meaning of some of the key words, and the, the story of Genesis. Genesis is the most important book in the Bible because it tells us who we are, where we came from, how it all began, what the meaning of it is. All right, all right, all right. I'm buying it right now. <laughs> All right. I'm in. I'm in for it. Steve Ray, everyone. Go to uh, where, where can they go to get it? CatholicConvert.com. And if they go there, they can get a signed copy of the book. It's for, I have it on my store now. It's signed copy. And if you go there, you get a, a bonus CD on Abraham there uh, yes. that's included. And the book's not expensive, especially for 400-some pages. Steve Ray, everyone, you're a good man, Steve. We'll talk to you soon, brother. Thanks, John. All right. God bless. Again, CatholicConvert.com, friend Steve Ray. Always a pleasure to be able to have him on. And his stuff is just gold. I mean, his, oh, his books, I, I don't need to say it again, but I am. I'm going to uh, his talks, uh, even just these little segments here. I mean, it's just so much to um, to take in. But, yeah, definitely go Catholic convert. I could not recommend his books enough. And uh, while you're there, uh, get crossing the Tiber. It's uh, I've said before, one of the formative books of my life in reading it um, and just being, you know, excited to be Catholic. So Steve Ray, everyone. Well, that was uh, a, a lot of information there, but great information because there was um, as I mentioned, we had we had a number of visitors to the Iowa Catholic uh, Radio booth at the State Fair, and then one of the things that is significant to our uh, Protestant brothers and sisters, and they talk about how uh, uh, we're we're covered by the blood of Jesus, and you know, there's uh, uh, you know, in, in some of those dialogues that I that I was able to have with with uh, our Protestant brothers and sisters is that. You know, yes, we can. You know, we can make the statement that all we need is Jesus, and that that statement is true. But Jesus has given us so much more, particularly in the in the depth of knowledge of how we can know about His saving work, how much He loves us through the beautiful teachings of our of our Catholic faith. And so, uh, 
you know, feel free to visit the iowacatholicradio.com podcast page for that interview and so many others. We're going to close today's show with a prayer. Heavenly Father, today we pray for the intentions of our listeners, for all priests and religious, for those who have been affected by the weather, whether it's the, the fires in, in Maui or the, the floods in California and the heat in Canada. We pray for all those struggling. And we pray for in-house here our own Amy um, Harriman, her daughter uh, uh, Hannah, who just had an appendectomy and is recovering. So keep her in your prayers. Let us pray together the prayer to St. Michael. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our safeguard against the wickedness and the snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, Cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. And we ask Mother Mary to pray for us. St. Joseph and St. Michael, protect us. And may the blessing of God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit come down upon all of us to protect us all from evil and bring us all to his everlasting life. Amen. Amen. A reminder, John Leonetti's out of the studio all week. I'll be in uh, the host chair tomorrow. Matt will be with you on Thursday and Friday. For our studio producer, Deacon Tony Valdez, the newest member of the Iowa Catholic Radio team, Brady Grimm. I'm Deacon Mark Campbell. Friends, may your day be blessed and be confident in Christ's mercy and his love. The Catholic Morning Show is a production of the Iowa Catholic Radio Network. To hear this and other programs, visit iowacatholicradio.com or download the Iowa Catholic Radio app. Here in this worn and weary land where many a dream has died.